Hello, my name is John Campion and I'm the West Mercia Police and Crime Commissioner and a very warm welcome to our latest Safer West Mercia podcast and I'm joined today uh, by another special guest who I'll let introduce themselves and say where they've come from. Hi, hello John. Um, my name is Sarah Dowling. I am the Deputy CEO of the charity Road Peace, uh, the national charity of road crash victims. Really great to, uh, for you to join us today and uh, I'm lucky enough to know quite a bit about the work of, of Road Peace and uh, I'm very proud to say as Commissioner um, I, I've worked with you in, in a number of different uh, guises. Um, but for those who are listening who might not know what, uh, what Road Peace is, uh, just tell a little bit about, uh, about the organisation. Sure, yeah. So as I said, we're the National Charity for Road Crash Victims. And basically, we exist to support families who have sadly been bereaved or been affected by serious road crashes. And we do that through a number of support services. Um, We have a national helpline. We run a number of local groups. We have a befriending service, which puts families in touch with other people who suffered similarly Um, And we run a resilience building programme and we also run remembrance services. So we have a whole range of support services that are there. They're free. They're accessible to to anyone who needs them. Um, We're very much based on the peer to peer models. It support victims to support to help other victims. And it's yeah, it's it's a sort of a key part of our model, if you like. The other thing we do, though, is we are a campaigning organisation. So whilst we recognise that supporting families is absolutely essential, most of the families we work with are just so desperate for others not to suffer in the same way that they have. So we campaign with them to try and bring about changes to the system to reduce road danger and to reduce road death and injury on our roads. And this is won't necessarily know five people are killed every day in the UK, which is a really astonishing number, 60 suffering life-changing injury or serious injury. And so, yeah, it's a really big problem that doesn't get enough attention. And I know that's something that you're, you know, we're working together to sort of change that. Because that's, uh, for me, one of the one of the key bits. And so my, my journey with Ropey started back as a uh, as a much younger uh, version of me uh, in local government as a councillor and being invited to the memorial service, uh, the road peace service in, in, in my local community. And I remember thinking to myself, why, why, have I, why have I been? And then understanding a bit more about it, going, seeing the amazing act of, of remembrance that, that it was. And then as commissioner, recognising my duty uh, to support victims and, and, and witnesses in the criminal justice system, and then, and then I had some contact actually by somebody uh, that's used road P services uh, uh, around their lived experience of, of a relative losing their life um, following a, a road incident. And it really sparked me in terms of we give support out there to, to different elements of those who've been involved in horrific situations. Um, but the victims or, or those around the victims on the road, it's a real dark gap for me. And uh, that journey, absolutely, I think has been a, quite an interesting one because Road Peace is an amazing organisation driven by those who've had direct experience. That corralling of lived and shared experience uh, is really powerful. But 
Uh, the bit that you also refer to over the campaigning, I like that in terms of the authenticity behind it and, and others. And uh, as commissioner, you're a great partner to be with because uh, you often come with lots of the answers uh, in terms of what needs to happen. And I think part of my job is to, is to try and help make more of it happen. Biggest issue in West Mercia from the community is road safety, all the way from antisocial use of the road through to concerns around it. You've been uh, around in this field for, for a long time. Do you think there are some really simple uh, safety uh, measures that are often ignored in terms of that could could provide, I hate the phrase quick wins, but could could provide quite quick, simple uh, improvements? Yes. Well, I mean, gosh, it's the, it's, the big, it's the big question, isn't it? I think for me, the key issue, and it sort of touches on what you were just talking about, is around speeding. So speeding basically obviously results, is, is a, a massive factor in the causation of crashes. Um, it increases the severity of injury, but it also means you're less likely to avoid a crash in the first place. And I think it kind of ties back to this idea that complacency around road danger, and and it it ties in also to the fact, you know, road crash victims are hidden victims. So it's this whole area around complacency around road danger, how much we tolerate as a society um, when people cause road harm. And so I think, yes, I think for me, speeding is is the one key issue. And I think that, again, is around changing the narrative around um, speeding is crime. It's, you know, it's the one crime that people go, oh, well, I was just going a little bit over the speed limit. Well, actually, speed limit's there for a reason. And I guess around that ties back to policing, which is obviously a key area. It's around having enough resources to be able to have traffic law enforcement and to use technology to help us sort of mitigate for the the dropping policing numbers. There are other things that can be used, uh, speed enforcement, cameras, dash cam footage and community policing. So I'm not sure it's a simple quick win, (laughs) unfortunately, but I do think it is the really key issue. If we can just change the narrative around speeding and make it as antisocial as drink driving is now, I think there are so many benefits to reducing road harm, reducing road death and injury, but also supporting the shift to active travel, which we need, and fear and, and intimidation from speeding traffic is a big reason why people don't walk and cycle, certainly in urban areas anyway. I know West Mercy is a rural area as well, but certainly in in the kind of urban areas. I'm of an age uh, in my mid-40s, where you buy a bike, that's uh, a pedal cycle that's that's too expensive and quite a lot more than my first car, and on ill-fitting Lycra and uh, and, (laughs) and do cycle um, socially. You know, I I go out on an evening or on a weekend, and every now and again I force myself to ride to work, you know, ride to headquarters from where I live. I take the same route that I drive along. And it takes me along a dual carriageway. And people say, ask me which way I come. They say, oh, you don't go down that dual carriageway, do you? And I, and I do, because I, I've got to believe that our roads are safe for, for everyone on them, as it were. And I, I, I agree with you. I do see, as a, as a cyclist, I see some driver behaviour, which I'd like to think if that motorist had seen it from my perspective, mm. that they would change that behaviour. And, and absolutely around some of the other issues that you referred to around technology in West Mercia up in Shropshire we've got a trial AMPR cameras linked to a radar device around a an automated community speedwatch type scheme through three villages on, on a road and I'm fascinated to see how we can use technology um, more and more. How did your road piece journey start? How did you end up uh, getting involved in, in the organisation and working for them? 
Well, I think when I was, I was at a point in my career I was looking around and I, I stumbled across road piece and I was really struck. I think you mentioned sort of authentic or maybe integrity or maybe I'm, I'm putting those words on it, but really struck by road piece as an organisation in its commitment and passion around trying to change things. So trying to change the status quo, challenge the status quo, help people, but also campaign for changes that are much needed. And also as a small organisation punching above its weight. And I, re- I just really loved those values of, of about the organisation. And it's kind of what's kept me there. And my own personal experience is I've, you know, as a family, we've also suffered from um, somebody being killed in a crash. So I think that's sort of, and I was, I was much younger. And it's, I hadn't really connected it at the time, but it really resonated with me. Um, and then just sort of getting to know how the organisation works, how it works with victims, uses their experiences, you know, as a, it's a really powerful driver for change, but it's not, it's also evidence-based. So we're looking at kind of interventions that work and combining that with the victim's voice is just such a powerful story and really effective. And I've sort of, so I just sort of really love the opportunity to be part of that and that's a bit isn't it that uh, getting the gratification from activity the uh, the and you mentioned um the integrity around road peace and uh, their campaigning element and uh, i i'm often quoted in, in when i talk about road safety is that we are complacent about it i think as a society we we hear of another death and um uh, in west mercia it's not quite one every week but it's not far off in, in in our force area and i think it's the article in the newspaper that's sad that kind of gets turned over and, and, and you've been around the subject for, for a while it, are there some things that we can do more of to help reset that and get that that balance understood and the impact of, of the of these events um understood by our community yeah i mean i think there's some systemic issues that need to be addressed but I think in the community, I think it is around the human story. So I think it's about amplifying victims' voices, um, getting victims um, at the forefront of talking about this, about, about the issues. I think the media has a really a real role to play. I, I know you say it's in the media, people turning over, but I think it's the way it's framed as well. You know, it's just a small little paragraph. The language is really important. You know, a, a cyclist sort of crashed into a vehicle well actually probably not you know it was a driver involved I think a long-standing campaign of road pieces this as crash not accident and I think that ties right into the complacency around oh you know it was an accident there was nothing that could be done and we actually all know all of us working in this area know that the majority of road deaths are preventable and there are hard measures that can happen that will prevent them if there's the political will and the money. So I think, yeah, it's around sort of flipping the narrative away from road deaths are inevitable to know road deaths are preventable and we can all work together to, to make sure they don't happen and everyone has their role to play, whether it's through policing and budgets and having enough money to have enough traffic law enforcement officers, whether it's through investing in post-crash processes so crashes are investigated properly and we learn from the mistakes that are made and feed into preventive measures policing crime plan in my opinion prioritize road crime and uh, preventing road death i think the justice system has a role to play you know why don't we give longer and lifetime driving bans in cases of extreme culpable driving uh, bad driving when as a society we will confiscate cars for parking fines but we won't when somebody's 
culpable in the causing death by dangerous drivers. There's a lot of sort of on the surface sort of things that we just accept, which I think need to be challenged. And I think that's what Road Peace is trying to do is to sort of shift the narrative around the framing of it by challenging these sorts of accepted ideas around the way things work if that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, it, it absolutely makes sense. And um, I referred, I was amazed by the lack of support for, for victims and their, and their families. Part of my national work, proud to be involved in, in understanding what that is and coordinating how, in my simply, there's still enormous gaps. I, I want to make sure that that gets fixed. But I think the, the bit you, you pivot to around the public demanding, I think, is an important one. It strikes me uh, on some of your uh, references earlier in comparison to drink drive. I think it is antisocial. I think if I were so stupid as to go to drink drive, I think my friends and family group would intervene. They would say, no, you cannot. I don't think it's necessarily the same yet with speeding. I don't mm-hmm. think things like mobile phone distraction we're not quite there yet and that's why yeah. has got has got that role i uh, i'm pleased you mentioned police and crime plans road safety was in my was in my first one back in 16 and i was one of a handful in the country this time round it's in i think nearly half which mm-hmm. is really a real pos- positive step because i think getting that focus on it is really really important and those um army of um, professional road enforcers because it is a skill it's not a it's not a, just a standard policing skill um are, are growing out there you've referred a couple of times to the services um that you guys offer in in, in road peace if somebody was uh, listening what what um, how and, and how do they go about understanding uh, what, what road peace does and, and if they needed any help for either somebody they knew or, or for themselves first thing i'd say is if this is sort of something that that they feel comfortable with is to give us a call on our helpline so our number is 0845 and uh, it's open monday to friday 10am to 1pm and and out of those hours there's an answer phone message and someone will call you back within 48 hours so yes and the other place I would say uh, is to visit our website so we've got a huge amount of information on our website including a description of all our services we do have a range of guides and information sheets to help families I think dealing with a sudden traumatic death is isolating it's absolutely overwhelming and there's a huge need for for emotional support but I think what some families find really difficult is the dealing with the criminal justice system so we've got a whole range of really useful guides to try to help navigate that process right from understanding an investigation understanding charging decisions going to court dealing with an inquest all of those things that a brief family can find themselves sort of thrown into often with no prior experience whatsoever. And it's an incredibly stressful and often aggravating experience to go through. So we've got a huge amount of information on our website as well. Here in West Mercia, uh, my experience has been uh, very much around the, the family nature of it in terms of the extended family through shared experience. And that uh, line around, um, uh, there's always somebody out there that can listen and always somebody out there that can be some support and I think road peace filling that space in, in our community is quite an amazing an amazing thing and, and I've alluded to a couple of times as PCC proud partner with road peace I know I support uh, with some funding around some particular bits of work my aspiration is to be able to do more um, but the power of the organization makes it possible and you guys should be very proud um, over the decades that you've been involved in doing this of the difference um, that it makes and uh, I want to thank you for your work here 
here in West Mercia and uh, and the other national bits and and long may long may it continue, but hopefully we will get to a point where where it's not needed ultimately. But and that's where we've got to drive our aspirations. Absolutely, that was one of the things when I first came across Road Peace that really struck me is an organisation that wants to work itself out of existence um, ultimately. But but in the meantime, yeah, we are needed. And all thank you for your sort of pioneering uh, investment in the in the service that we offer in in West Mercia. And I don't know, you know, it might be worth sort of just re- recapping on what that is. We have a, a caseworker that works out of the victim advice line, which is the victim service in West Mercia, dedicated to helping victims of crashes, whether that's a bereaved family, someone who's been injured or witnesses as well, and working really closely in partnership with the police. And it's just such a brilliant example of working in partnership, where we each bring our own sort of skills and strengths. And the impact of that is that families are getting really timely support really early on that's appropriate uh, to their needs and it's just it's, it's such a brilliant thing so yeah thank you so much for, for enabling that to happen you're uh, you're making me blush uh, so <laughs> one of the reasons why I set up the victim advice line to be based in with the police in their in their control room environment and why the additionality that road police uh, caseworker does being embedded into that team uh, it, it struck me in in moments of of grief and huge life-changing uh, events is that often people are being asked to tell their story multiple times having you guys embedded in in that central team for me a real no-brainer and a great addition and as i said before uh, you know, it should only be the beginning of what of what we can do together. So, really grateful for you joining today, uh, Sarah, and talking about some of the great work Road Peace, and really grateful uh, to those listeners to today's podcast. And um, we will include uh, the links to uh, how you access some of the services that have been uh, referred to if you're affected by any of the issues that we've talked about today. Uh, my message is clear to you that there is always somebody out there uh, to to hear to listen. Uh, to perhaps understand some of the things that you will have experienced following um, incidents on the roads in our uh, force area. And uh, as I say, Sarah, a huge great big thank you from me. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on today. And uh, that's the, uh, the latest Safer West Mercia podcast.